Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area, beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Thursday, April 29th, day 221. It's the book of Revelation today, Revelation chapter 10. Don't you dare miss it. All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. The Companion Chapel Podcast makes the Bible easy to understand and enjoyable to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions, managing, marketing, advertising, building a functioning website, whatever God-given talent you have. God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit up here in Canada. Give it up for God at companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. The Companion Chapel community is waiting for people right now. You can bring your trailer, your mobile home, whatever you have. Companion Chapel is located at number 338 Side Road 28 slash 29 Paisley, Ontario, Canada. I'm telling you, this is a place of peace. This will be a place where all the anxieties and worries stop because we live here on the principles of God. It's the consistent principles of God. It's the it's the reasoned resolve of a higher power written in the councils of eternity. We follow God's word here. And it's a place of peace, a place of safety, a place of completeness. Now turn with me in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 10. And verse 1 reads, And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. Now, let's just stop here with this rainbow. Rainbow here doesn't mean like the rainbow, because rainbow means a focal point. Okay, so we're, we're talking about this mighty angel. He came down with a cloud. We translate within the Bible, a cloud of witnesses. That's what that means. We're in, people in their spiritual bodies, people that are already on the side with Christ, comes down like Lazarus and the rich man, like Lazarus was over there with Abraham. Cloud of witnesses. That's a thread that runs through the Bible. It's not like a rain cloud and a rainbow. There's people, are busy man. He has people with him. Angels, the hosts of heaven, the stars, the little stars being like the little uh, energy source, the little light sources, people. Rainbow means a focal point, and upon his head and face were the sun. It is purity, feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book. You know what this book says in the in the manuscripts? Your Bible. You bibliorated in your Bible. He had a Bible and, and it was open. Who is the only one worthy to open it? Our Lord Jesus Christ. He set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth. This is Christ claiming his people and his planet. And he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. He is the lion of Judah. He overcame. He defeated death. He did not compromise with evil. He will not negotiate with evil. No guile, no malice, no corruption was found in him. The cross wasn't some sideshow. All the evil in the world was hyper-focused on him. All the sin, all the temptation was focused on our Lord Jesus Christ and nothing penetrated him. He defeated death by not giving it any power. Right to the blood was spilt and then a blood covenant was made. He set up a kingdom of heaven that is legit, bonafide. It is there. 
It is valid and it will not accommodate evil. Don't think you can bring your baggage up to the kingdom of heaven and expect to get in. Here he is, our Lord Jesus Christ, in all his purity, in all his mighty valor, in all his wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, and strength, with the Holy Spirit shining off him, the Shekinah glory, and the spirit of reverence that he earned and demands, and cried with a loud voice with the lion. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Hey, man, when someone's thundering, it's not like they're sitting there like, muttering it's loud and when the seven thunders had uttered their voices i was about to write this old john he's sitting there with his pen and pad of paper and they said unto him no no john seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not oh john knew but no it wasn't time because we're still in the sixth trump and the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven. We're getting close to the end of the sixth trump here in this little uh, vision. And swore by him. No, just hang on. We're in the sixth trump. The sixth trump goes from Revelation chapter 9 verse 13 all the way to Revelation chapter 11 verse 14. These events here that we're talking about right now in chapter 10 concern you concern me, concern all of us. This isn't some sideshow. Now watch this. The little book, he's got a Bible in his hand. It's opened. The seals, the vials, the trumps are open because only one was worthy to open it. The book's not shut. Who's, who's worthy to open it? Our Lord Jesus Christ. He's come down. He's claiming his people on his planet. He's saying, and I saw the angel stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lift up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things therein and the earth and the things therein and the sea and the things therein and that, sh and that there should be time no longer. He's saying, hey, it's almost the seventh trump. I'm going to wrap up the affairs of time here on this flesh age. Enough is enough. Evil's run its course. We're in the seventh trump. Coming up to the seventh trump. We're in the sixth. But this is where Satan manifests in his purest form. Let wisdom tell you. It's 666. That's when he manifests in his purest form. That's when he, when he sits where he ought not. Declaring that he's Christ. He's the instead of Christ. That's what Antichrist means. Instead of. This is the easiest book, the most enjoyable book to study, to read, to teach. This is just the greatest thing. Time should be no longer. We're wrapping up the affairs of time on this age. There was an age before us. Before the Ice Age, there's lots of remains and fossils still laying around. God froze out the world. Catapult, foundation in your, the, the thread that uh, connects the word foundation in your New Testament. Follow that through. Look it up. Catapult, overthrow. There was a great overthrow. One third of us followed Satan as it's written. It's coming up. Let's just stick to this chapter 10. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, hasn't sounded yet, the mystery of God should be finished. Mystery just means secret among friends. As he hath declared to his servants and prophets. Are you one of God's servants? That's not a mystery to you. It's a secret among friends. We don't cast our pearls before swine. We try and plant seeds. We try and plant the seeds of truth throughout the world. But look, when there's a locust army going around and people just love it and, and soak it up and give power to it, it's, it's frustrating. And we're going to find out how frustrating it is. Watch this. 
Verse 8, And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go and take the little book, the Biblion, the little Bible. It's only a thousand pages, a thousand forty pages, and it's opened. Because Jesus Christ opened those seals. He let us know. In the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went to the angel and said, Give me the book, man. And he said unto me, Take it. Eat it up. Drive it into you, Johnny boy. Get it into you. Be somebody. And it shall make thy belly bitter, and it shall be in thy mouth sweetest honey. And I took the little book. I took the Bible out of, his, out of the angel's hand and ate it up. I drove it into me with understanding. Be somebody. And it was in my mouth sweetest honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Why? Because when you hear the truth of God's Word, when you get a working knowledge of God's Word, it's, it's sweet to know, hey, all right, I know what's going on. I don't have any anxiety. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not tempted by anything. God's told us all things. I get great sleeps. I wake up. I know what's going on on planet Earth. I see that. I see the deception. Wars and rumors of wars. Yeah, God said He's going to wrap up the affairs of time just like this. There's going to be a famine. Hey, it's happening. Look at the economy. And Ooh, what comes after famine? Pestilence. Oh my God, there's a global pandemic right now. Jesus Christ told us all these things. Mark 13, Matthew 24, Luke 21, the first six seals, the first six trumps. Hey, told us all these things a long time ago. They're coming to pass right before our eyes. It's glaring us right in the eye. He says this would be like lightning. It's glaring you right in the eye. What are you looking up for? Some sideshow up in the sky? Some artist depiction of what the book of Revelation is. It's ridiculous. It's glaring you right in the eye. It's so simple. God's natural. He's supernatural. He says, take this book. It's bitter. It, and it's bitter in thy belly. Why? Because when you see all the suffering in the world that comes from the human art, all the evil in the world comes from the human art. It's all instigated by the great treasure of the world, Satan himself. Money's the root of all evil. He wants power and he wants to change everybody's religion, their whole belief system. It's It's... It's bitter watching people. It's sour in your stomach. It's sweet in your mouth, sour in your stomach. Gain a working knowledge of the Bible. This book, that's the book we're talking about. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. We're still in the sixth trump here. So attention, all pre-tribbers, as you call yourselves, or mid-tribulation people. Who do you think you are to flatter yourself and think you're going to fly away somewhere and this made-up word rapture, it's not even in the Bible. And, and our Lord Jesus Christ is saying, you guys got things to do down there. The six vials, six seals, six trump, man, there's a lot of work to do. You have to prophesy, you have to teach the Bible before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings, people who think they're kings. We're still in the six trump here. You have work to do. What do you think, you're going to bail? Yeah, I'm going to fly out of here. It's too hard for me. Too hard for you, Christian. I'm flying out. I'm a pre-trip guy. I'm going to fly out of here. I'm going to watch all the suffering. I'm not going to go down there and be helpful at all. Think again. Give your head a shake, man. There's no such thing as pre-trip, mid-trip. You're there for it. You're, you're, you fight for God. You fight for what's right. You're going to fly away. You think you're going to be sitting in a lawn chair on some cloud looking at all the people fighting each other, all the troubles and conflicts and suffering in the world? Well, you have the biblical truth in you. You're not going to share it with these people? It's bizarre. People are just bizarre. I don't know who reads the Bible to you or if you even bother reading it. I pray for you. Read the Bible, man. It's simple. I'm a white trash kid from southern Ontario. I don't even think I got my grade 12. Who knows? Who cares? I'm 53 years old. If I can read this book 
after all the horrible things I've walked into, all the terrible prisons. And I can read this book and figure it out. So can you. Because I can guarantee you, you're more smarter than me. There's no pre-trip. There's no mid-trip. We're down there and we're planting the seeds of truth. We have a place of safety. And God gave me a place of safety. I'm just trying to start a community here. Come on out. This will be a great place of safety, 77 acres, on this gorgeous piece of property right on the Saugeen River. Yeah, it's an abandoned house. I'm living in it. Come on, help me out. Let's make this great, a great place. We can plant the seeds of truth. We're not going to be sitting there. Oh, things are getting tough. But Jesus, go fly us out of here. What, so there's no more truth on the earth? So there's no more seeds being spread? A siege of truth? No, we stick it. We stick it out. You get the Bible into you. Drive it into you. Be somebody. Get it into you. Yeah, it's, it's sweet. It's honey in your mouth. That when you start to read, the, oh, this is nice. The love of Christ in our hearts. This is great. Get a little many-member body going on. This is awesome. But then when you look out, ooh, you feel the pain and suffering of other people. You don't look at them with disdain. You look at them with the love of Christ in your heart. You don't look at them like with condescending or patronizing attitude. Like see some kind of, oh, I'm rich in a way as a God now. I'm a rich snob. I can look down at others, homeless people, down and out people, the downtrodden. I can, believe me, for me, I identify with those people. I want everybody to come to repentance. There's no way, like the big Bible college down in the United States saying, it's only natural to be in heaven and feel good about people being in hell that have done you wrong. Are you kidding me, man? That's spite. That's feeling elevated over other people's miseries, downfalls, and faults. Downfalls and faults. Like, that's not heaven. You don't sit up in heaven looking at others with disdain. Like we're better or pointing fingers. What did Jesus Christ say? Raka. Matthew chapter 5 or Matthew chapter 7. I forget. Raka. You can't look at other people like you're better than them. You can't look at other people. Yeah, look at that guy, Lord Jesus Christ. He, he ripped me off. Okay, did say he stole my lawnmower. It's like, yeah, well, what about you? Who are you to sit there and point fingers at other people? Who are you to feel good about that? You have to sit there and you, you, have to, you have to come to an understanding of people. That's what the new Jerusalem is. We go into heaven. Our Lord Jesus Christ, our Father calls it a new Jerusalem. Does that mean it's going to be like the Jerusalem over there right now? No, a new Jerusalem. The etymology of the word Jerusalem, a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. A place of completeness. A place of safety. A place that... Everybody has come to an understanding. There's no guile, no malice, no corruption there. There's nobody pointing fingers. Was Jesus Christ on the cross? Was he saying, oh, you guys are going to get it. You, you, guys, you guys are going to get it. No, he said, forgive them. They know not what they do. He's praying that they come to repentance. Even the ones that drove railroad spikes through his hands, spit on him, mopped the floor with him, pulled his beard hairs out. He was so beat up he couldn't even carry his cross. Like they fed it to them. Forgive them. They know not what they do. You have to come to an understanding of people. You have to realize when, when we see people in hell, we're not going to be sitting there in some lawn chair with their feet up going, yeah, that guy. Fry like a piece of bacon, boy. I know what you were doing. I know, I know what you did down and, you know, we we're all walking together. I'm up here now. 
Yeah, you down there. No, we're praying for those people. We pray, let the things go that cause you to do those things. The things that make you feel you're entitled. The things that make you feel you're better than other people. The things that make you steal and lie. You have to humble in all humility. Let it go. Let your egotism go. And then you can come hang with us. I pray everybody comes to repentance. I pray for everybody on planet Earth equally. And we have to do our job here. We must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues. That's what we do when the going gets tough. Because we're Christian people. We're not little flyaway wimpy people. So drive that India. Be somebody. Hey, my name's Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. I hope you enjoyed Revelation chapter 10 because I certainly enjoy bringing it to you. Isn't that just the greatest thing? This is the Companion Chapel. You can contact me at companionchapel at gmail.com. Come on out. Try and start this community out here. We're at side road number, side road number 28 slash 29. Number 338 Paisley, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, it's an abandoned house. Yeah, the wires are cut. Everything. Going to the road. No hydro. Let's help get this place into a great broadcasting center. People can come stay here. You can camp here. Make it a great church. This is your church. This is your online church. Support it. Hey, you share videos. You share things you find on Facebook. Share this podcast. Promote this podcast. Help support this podcast. I'm living out here in grinding poverty. I don't want to stand in front of Walmart and beg for food. So I do this. This takes me like eight hours a day minimum. I study hard. I do it for you because I love you. I want us all to come to repentance. I want us all to have the seal of God in our foreheads. So we're not tempted. So we don't, we're not victims of the adversary. We can feel the love of Christ in our hearts. Listen, man, I love you to pieces. Might not love what you're doing, thinking or saying, but I love you the same way people can hate each other without knowing each other. Listen, I want you to have yourselves the greatest day and bye for now.